Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. you guys a whole whole lot and y'all got my heart man and I pray for y'all all the time and uh man it's just been a rough weekend for me and my family and, and uh my soon-to-be wife next month y'all give it up for my awesome soon-to-be wife you know and I, I've, I've been around you guys for a little while now and I've seen you guys grow and I've seen some of you let's be honest here grab a hold of stuff and let it go and uh about a year ago I took I set out on a journey with Holy Spirit because to me, Holy Spirit was uh, an encounter, but not a relationship. So Holy Spirit was really awesome when I got in these services and a band would play something really awesome. The hair on my neck would stand up. It was really good. But then I read scriptures like when Jesus was getting ready to leave the earth and he said, it's better for you that I leave because if I don't, Holy Spirit won't show up. So if, Ho- if Jesus needs to leave so he can send the best thing ever, he's got to be better than a service. And he's got to be better than a one-night encounter, and he's got to be better than a one-weekend encounter. So I set out to see who Holy Spirit was, and he began to show me exactly who he was. And he's really awesome, and he loves really deeply, and he goes a lot further than I could ever go on my own. And uh, I began to pray for people and get words of knowledge and see people healed, man. I've seen skin disease healed and shoulders healed and legs healed and, and cancer healed. And then... Our family had a tragedy in it this weekend, and we lost somebody very dear to our heart. And we stood in the face of the most opposition, and I stood, and we stood, and we prayed, and we fasted, and we hungered after God because I knew what He could do. And it didn't go our way. And in the midst of the personal worst loss I've ever experienced, I found out just how good God was. It didn't go my way, the healing didn't happen, but God showed me just how good He was. God is that good. He is that faithful. Alright, so in preparation for this weekend, it's been a a crazy weekend like I said. I I just began to seek the Lord for you guys, and uh, He just gave me some really good stuff. We're going to come out of uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4. I'll move this around a lot, and I'll move all my stuff because that's just how I am when I preach. Get nervous. But uh, 1 Timothy chapter 4, and we're going to go to verse 12. We're going to read a few verses, and I'm going to share with you guys some stuff. I'm not a long-winded preacher. I'm just going to give you something. Hopefully it calls out to the deep inside your spirit, provokes you to be great because you are great. Jesus paid for the price because he knew how great you were. And then we're going to go from there. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. It says, Let no one despise your youth. Say youth. My, my. My, that was terrible. Let no one despise your youth. Say youth. 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 But be an example. Okay, I want to, I want to stop right here and, and, and just put an exclamation point here. He points out your age, and then he says be an example. He doesn't say in a year from now, two years from now, when you're grown and wise. He says your youth. And then be an example. So it's not who you're going to be, it's who you are now. I don't want a future version of you, I want the version now. I don't want you to be better, you're great now. I don't want you to become somebody I didn't create, you're good now. I'm calling you right now because who you are is perfect in his eye and he doesn't want anything to change. He just wants you to call you deeper. 
Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to believers in word, in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, in purity, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. And then I want to, this is where we're just going to dive into some really awesome stuff. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. If you read this in the Amplified, as soon as he says that, he puts in parentheses. says, that special inward endowment. So I'm not very smart, so I had to break down endowment. And when I begin to break down the word endowment, it says a person's natural ability or talent. So natural means I was born with it. It's who I am. It wasn't given later on. It was bred into my DNA and who I am at the very core of my person. That's my ability and talent. So God says, called by your youth to set an example, do not neglect the gift that is in you because it's the special inward natural thing I put in you that I called you to to display for the world so they could grow an example from you. See, because at youth in Caldwell Parish, uh, let me don't, I don't want to word it like that. Youth in Caldwell Parish have a ceiling. And that ceiling only allows me to go so high because my dad, my uncle, my mom, my sister all hit that same ceiling and only went to a certain height. And then that's just as far as I'm going to go. So I've got to get out of Caldwell Parish. I've got to be this person. I've got to go to this college. I've got to get this degree when it has nothing to do with who you are right now. You're great. You're wonderful. You're perfect in the eyes of God, and he's calling you now. He didn't say, I want a better version. I want you. You're perfect. I love you. I made you. I want to call into the natural talent I put inside of you to be great. So if I get in a mindset that it's who I'm going to become and not who I am, I'll always chase a futuristic self that I'll never obtain when God just said, I love you, let's work with it. See, because if I get caught up with who I'm going to be, I don't take advantage of who I am now. Because I'm awesome right now. God wants to use me right now. You're wonderful and perfectly made right now. You're not who your dad was. You're not who your uncle was. You're not what your dad chose to be. You're who you are, and nobody can do what you can do. But see, if you know your identity, you won't sell yourself short. I get on Facebook all the time, and I follow this Caldwell sell stuff page. You know how people are always posting stuff on there. And I'll see them post these iPhones and iPads, and they'll put a price. And then out next to it, if they're not real certain the value of that thing, they'll put negotiable or, or best offer. I sold my fooler one time on Craigslist. I put my fooler on there. I put a price, and then I put or best offer. And what I meant by when I put or best offer was I knew the price of what I wanted to get for that four-wheeler or that iPhone. But I wasn't so secure in it that somebody could come up and make me a good offer and I would sell it. That's our Christianity. See, instead of me being completely secure in the value of who I am, somebody, the world, can come up and make a best offer and I'll sell it for what I think it might be. But if you know who Jesus called you to be, the price he paid for or best offer falls off and you're invaluable and nothing can steal your value. But see, if I don't understand that, the first guy, the first girl, the first relationship, the first uh, I don't think you're great, the first person you could be prettier, you could be skinnier, will take me out of my identity and who I am and I'll sell myself for the best offer. I'm not okay with the best offer. I'm invaluable. The world doesn't have a price it can pay to take my salvation. 
to take my destiny, to take my inward gift that's perfect and flawless in God's eyes. God knew your value, Jesus agreed with it, and they paid that exact price. God didn't come up with some random idea of what he thought he valued you at, threw it up in the air and said, you know what, if the world offers me something better, I'll take it. He bankrupt heaven so you would know for eternity just how much he loved you and valued you so that the first thing that come along, you wouldn't sell yourself short. You're invaluable. What you've got inside you is natural talent and God-given ability to be great. But the first hot-shot-headed guy or girl that comes up and wants to throw out a value, you don't know who you are, so you sell yourself for the best offer. That's why we've got girls pregnant before they get out of high school. Guys that are sleeping with girls, they've never known them more than a day. It's because the world threw you a value. You didn't see yourself as any better, so you sold it. And if you knew what you had inside of you, the offer would make you laugh and look to Jesus and say, you already paid it. I don't need nobody to sell me something. I come this weekend for you to find out who you are so the world can't steal it from you. Because I'm sick and, see, sick and tired of seeing youth with awesome destinies and calling selling their sales for the moment. The moment will rob you of the eternity. The moment is worthless. Eternity with Jesus is everything. But if I don't know who I am, then the value seems strong, and I'll give it away. I put that fool up for sale. A guy from Lafayette called me, and he come up here, and I just I needed the money. You know, I was ready to get rid of the fool. didn't have a place for it to keep it. And he come up and made me an offer, and I sold it. And later on, I kicked myself. I was like, man, I could have got more for that fool. Man, that thing was worth way more than that. And I had this little cheap offer he gave me. That's how we do, but we don't see it till later on. The world will fill us full of junk and blindness, and right now the offer seems really great. And then we get a little later on down the road and think, man, oh, man, I wish I had that back, you know, because, I, I man, I, I just wish I had that back. That, man, that was not me. That wasn't what I wanted to do. But then you didn't evaluate what you had, so you just sold it. See, when you encounter Christ and you encounter love and you encounter value, the world gets really, really, really dim. I, I gave you guys a word, and some of you may have been there last Tuesday night. I come out of pornography when I was in sin before I got saved. And some people, I felt like some people were dealing with pornography. See, when I dealt with pornography, I viewed myself a whole lot less than how God viewed me. I just picked an identity, and then I was willing to sell it at a moment's pleasure, not looking to eternity, but looking for a payment to complete a need I felt like I had. See, we all have needs. We all have a, a call to go deeper. But when you don't know what the call actually is and what your value is, you'll dive into things trying to go deeper that never was meant for you to get into. See, because if I don't know Jesus was the inward call and that inward ability and talent that I was given was a call to go deeper with Jesus, then the first thing that comes along, I'll think that's where I'm yearning to get fulfillment and then I'll dive off into that thing. But see, if you know it's Jesus, you know who you are, you know your inward call was placed by God, then the call to go deeper, when other things come up and try to buy you out, they'll seem invaluable and you'll step over them. 
But if I'm constantly in a, a mindset that I don't know who I am and I don't know my value, then I'll sell out at a really low price. See, you're awesome, and God loves you, and he made you for a purpose and a destiny. And any other value besides Jesus is invaluable, and it's not worth your time. It's not worth who you are, and it's not worth giving up everything God put inside of you. When you encounter love and you encounter the Father, you encounter identity, and you begin to move into who you actually are. Who you are is a son and a daughter ordained by God, you're perfect, you're flawless, and he loves your gifts. Don't sell yourself short for a value that is so much lower than what God already paid. The price was paid. It cannot be revoked. God is not conflicted about what he paid. He paid it. He loves you, period. See, I think a lot of times we know God paid the price, but we're not sold on it, and we think he revokes it when we do things wrong or we do the, the uh, fall short of what we think this thing's supposed to look like. Who knows what it's supposed to look like? Chase Jesus. He'll tell you. We've got to get out of this mentality that's supposed to look a certain way or I'm supposed to fit a certain mold. You're perfect. Gambino and your cut-off shirt and your boots and all that good, that good style you got, he's perfect. He's going to reach somebody I can't. We've got to get out of the idea. You are really awesome. You know that? Jesus loves you a lot. You in a camouflage shirt. You're just, you're just a good guy. And I like you a lot. And Jesus loves you a lot. But when we realize who we are, I feel like I don't have to jump into a mold. And then I can be everything God called me to be. I don't want a youth group full of kids that look the exact same. I want a youth group that all loves Jesus and we just chase him together. In whatever way that looks like. We're not looking for a certain shape or mold. We're looking for Jesus. And when we find Jesus, everything changes. See, I don't care if it's only three of you get this concept by the end of the weekend. You three can change everything. Because Jesus never shot for the majority. He shot for who wanted him. See, you don't need everybody behind you. you got Jesus behind you, period. When you realize it, sky's the limit. Jesus set the standard and called you to set an example. When Jesus come on this earth, he showed you everything you could be, and then he told you, go out and live it. I don't want a youth group that settles for the mundane, but settles for the word and what God made available. <laughs> you guys are awesome, man. We're just going to tap into you guys' destiny this weekend. You're going to leave knowing exactly who you are. Your age qualifies you to be the very thing this generation needs to live. They don't need somebody else. They don't need a preacher. They don't need your youth pastor. They just need you. They just need you to understand who you are, buy into it, and run with it. And then everybody else, it's like fire. It consumes everything. Because all the kids around you that are getting caught up, sex, drugs, partying, uh, all that stuff high school students think is the stuff to do right now, they're all looking for something, and they'll search and search and never find it till they run into the face of Jesus. But if they've got people around them that know who they are, run after it, it's, it draws into their soul, and they've got to have what you've got. But we're so flaky about our own value, I wouldn't want what, they, what some people are toting around to. If you don't know who you are, why do I want to follow you? If you don't know what your value is, why do I want to jump on the same boat you're on? 
I want to get in behind somebody that knows how much Jesus loves them, knows their identity, and then begins to call into the deep of Him to see that natural ability and talent begin to come out. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.